Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, December 18, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, the melt-up continues, but let's take a step back and see exactly where we are what happened into the end of last week versus what we talked about and what the expectations are going forward. In other words, a la, what's jumping off the page over here? Let's start with last week. The end of last week was a culmination in time. Thursday night, we talked about a Fibonacci 34. What does that represent? Well, if you take a look from over here, the low on October 27th, up until the high last Thursday was a Fibonacci 34 trading days. Now, that by itself isn't necessarily a whirlwind of importance. However, there is a cycle-type situation, tinfoil hat situation culminating between the end of last week, Fibonacci 34 was one item, and going into this Thursday, so it lasted about a week, and what this Thursday is would be the winter solstice. It happens Thursday night after the market closes, so leading into Friday's trading activity. So what we do know is markets can trade up into these events, down into these events. These events can be a turning point slash pivot situation. So far, we still have a high intact from Thursday. So what happens if the market eats time off the clock, pulls back a little bit up until this coming Thursday, Friday situation? It could be a low. It could be a high if they trade up into Thursday before or Friday before Christmas, which is the following Monday, a week from today. It's all awareness stuff. We don't know which one is going to happen, but what you do need to know is what is on the table and what can happen, and having that awareness will lead you down the correct path when we see Mrs. Market in real time. That's the way you use this information. Do we need this trend line anymore? Well, from what this trend line is, it was high. It was lower high. It's a trend line. She broke out above the trend line. Above the trend line, she's bullish. We don't have to worry about the trend line anymore because if and when she does come back down in a corrective fashion, she will be running a test of this high, which is 459.44. That will be the most recent breakout area in the sequence. It's also close enough to this breakup candle low. So we'll be using that general area when the market decides to run a pullback operation. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. She's getting a little bit far once again from home base on the weekly chart. Home base is the 20 period moving average, the red sloping trend line. She doesn't like to get too far from the red sloping trend line or home base on any chart. Once she does, Mrs. Market has a tendency to stall out, go sideways for a while, give home base or the 20 period moving average a chance to creep up to price, or she goes on a pullback operation, a combination of the two, and therefore works off some of that 
quote-unquote overbought condition that we can't necessarily measure. More sticky note material. Big picture question, is the market in terms of the S&P going to make new highs? The short answer is, the likely story is yes. When and how, we don't necessarily know. Likely story is, she has to have a pullback first. They have to pull the rug out a little bit first. They have to make everybody believe it's not going to happen first in order to set the table for the thing to happen. Here's a monthly chart of the DIA, which is the tracking stock for the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Doesn't matter whether we look at the thing or a derivative of the thing. They've already made a new high. We know the SMH already made a new high. Not everything has to make a new high at the same time on the same day, but we're watching this from a holistic, a big picture perspective. Some markets have made a new high. Will other markets follow suit? Where will the melt-up take us? Good question. I have an answer, at least the first answer in the case of new highs where would they be going? Now, despite the fact that they could spike the high, play peekaboo for a point or so, pull back down, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if the S&P continues to new highs, they bust through the highs, they keep going, making it look like they're just going to keep going it forever. That's what the media will say. That's what everybody will believe. But where would be that next bona fide number that would become A, a target, and B, overhead resistance. Not necessarily having to be final target, but a target nonetheless. We talked about this in the live room today, and I promised that I would bring it up in tonight's video. I did do the work. I have an exact figure within pennies. It's a rounded number, but it's pretty exact. You'll put this one on a sticky note for later. This does not have to, and I repeat, does not have to be final destination. If they make a new high, 484.95, 485 is a round number for its own purposes, not the main reason, but a supporting reason, like supporting cast. Can they pull back first? Yes. Will they pull back first? Most likely. When will they pull back? Right now, we're in the zone for a turn. Last Thursday can still be a high on this potential pullback, even though they were up today. We still have in front of us, what's tomorrow? Turnaround Tuesday. Did anybody make money today inside the numbers? Post it under the video. Let's hear about it. Wasn't a tremendous trade. There weren't a lot of tradable opportunities today. It was a gap up, quiet tape, low participation, doesn't make for a trader's dream. However, there were opportunities. We did take advantage of some opportunity and therefore traders did make money as a result. What I urge you to do, here's a snapshot of the beginning intraday of Inside the Numbers. What I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. We note some unfinished business on the board. Whether they get there right now, this morning, today, doesn't matter. We have to have the awareness of where the important stuff is, and then we narrow things down from there. We'll start the bull case and the need to get above 471.50 for the next leg higher to begin. 471.50 was mandatory. 
We think better in pictures. You could see the 471.50 here. They're trading under it. They pop above it. They come back to test it. Candle after candle after candle. Test below. Run a test of near the low of day, not at the low of day. And this comes into the picture of was there a trade? There was a trade. We had our classic spike the low and rip it back up in the other direction trade which, by the way, happened to be basically low of day. Not low of day, but after the initial low, low of the mid-morning session, and that was it from there. Higher low, and then the takeoff. So let's see what we have as the day starts to get underway. They're floating within the continued bigger picture melt-up operation to where? 471.50 to 472. Now we're narrowing things down. This is an overhead resistance zone. Not only a zone, but a target. Back to the thinking in picture situation. And you can see the importance of 472. So this is a resistance zone. They got into the zone, they pulled back. Did we have traders short from within slash near the top of the zone? And what I'm talking about is right in here and the answer is yes we did did they get a scalp short out of it yes they did was that from the live room yes it was did we have traders buy it down here yes we did did we have traders ride it up from 472 for the remaining portion of the afternoon where they were grinding up near 473 and beyond they never really got much beyond but they were grinding up and the door was open for 473.20, I believe was the number. And therefore, traders knew that above 472, the door was open to climb. So did they take advantage of that? Yes, they did. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. 936, 471.50 to 472 zone is overhead resistance. They can pull back from there, but don't necessarily have to, but they did. Moving right along, 471.20, short-term support on a pullback, right here, 10.01, on a pullback, 471.20. That's what I was talking about. That's from over here, where there buyers at the pullback support, 471.20? Yes, there were. Secondary low for the morning. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. And there's your support at 471.20, give or take. And the bounce, funny how that works, you know the rest. And there's the spike, the low, and begin to rip it back up in the other direction. So we know all these trades, these are part and parcel to the whole morning trading business. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all inside the numbers every day, inside the numbers live room. It's here, this, and on steroids because I'm walking you through Everything, walking you through every single trade there is. And by the way, teaching you a thing or two along the way. Let me hear from traders that are in the live room. Does anybody learn anything in addition to making money in the live room each and every day? Let's hear about it under the video. Let folks know if there's value in the live room. We had Bupkis on the board for stocks on the move today. Nothing hit its entry objective. So we'll just move it along. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Eating some time off the clock. They're up a lot. They're far extended from home base. Let home base creep up to price. Let price creep down to home base. Eating time off the clock for two or three days. Not a big deal for Camp IWM. What's the next blue line up there, meaning the next target slash overhead resistance? 205 
55. If they get there anytime soon, I think it's a stone cold short. Talked about that last week. Make sure it's on the sticky notepad. Very simply, this is the way this works. Start getting below Friday's low. It's going to open the door, and this is intraday. It's going to open the door to fill this gap down here. Fill the gap down here. That's okay. Stay above that gap, and that's okay for higher. Start closing candles, meaning daily, below that gap, and it's going to start opening the door to climb down this big-time breakup candle, and it somewhat breaks the chain of what's happening at present right now. doesn't take any more upside later off the table just yet, but it breaks the chain of how bullish they are at present, but they are extended from home base. We're going to let home base creep up the price, let price creep sideways or down a little bit to home base, and work some of this overcookedness off the table all in all i've got the iwm up seven pennies today so there's nothing doing no dice no real change other than they're eating time off the clock from last week now what about the folks down at the transportation department also a little bit extended from home base they need a pullback operation 16,200, 16,210, 12, 15 something up in that neighborhood is overhead resistance the longer it takes to get there, the less you could expect a reaction in the other direction. They get there tomorrow, expect a reaction in the other direction. What about the Q people? It's in an uptrend. They're on a grind, up almost half a percent today, $1.74. Nothing wrong with the Qs. The trend is your friend. Until when? Until your shit gets thrown out the window. What are they doing? They're approaching the all-time high. What's the high? 408.71. Where a stone's throw away. It's a chip shot. It's within spitting distance. Extended from home base, may have to run a rug pull slash trapdoor operation first, have a little bit of a shakeout slash shakedown operation, but nevertheless, they should eventually work their way to new highs. Whether it's in the month of December or whether it's in January, one of those two things is the likely scenario that should and likely will happen. What about the financials in terms of the XLF? Little bit of relative weakness on the chart when you compare it to the SPY. Same routine. High on Thursday, based on our Fibonacci 34. If they make a new high, it'll be up to, meaning the target will become 38.17, give or take. Other than that, eating some time off the clock, working off some of the air-quoted Overbought condition above the 20-period moving average by a touch too much. Same routine, different market. It's all the same market at times. Down $0.08 cents on the day, no change from Friday. Move it along. Smash Mouth. They did not make a new high on Thursday, but they did make a new high on Friday. Why is this one different? Well, they didn't make a low the same time the Spiders made a low. The low here was October 31. The Spiders' low were October 27th. So this one is not the same chart. You have to understand, not everything is the same. It's all the same market, meaning they all move together for the big picture, not necessarily to the same magnitude each and every day. But for all the tents and purposes, it's all the same market, but that doesn't mean they're all the same charts. Little bit of a pivot high on Friday, little bit of a tail working, long above, extended above, all the moving averages, including home base. Therefore, working back down a little bit toward home base is not out of the question. It's basically recocking the gun, if you will. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. 
We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.